0: Hey, what's going on everybody? Today we are gonna talk about seven ways to choose your financial flexibility. Before we get into that, I need you to hit that subscribe, like, and notification bell, why? Because I'm gonna help you get to a life that you love because it is time for you to launch your life. Are you ready? All right, so let's go through these seven things that I have mapped out here that help you to choose financial flexibility. So many of you know that I talk all about, and even in my book, uh, Waken Your Wealth, as well as my book, The Emotion Behind Money, that there's different aspects of your life that I want you to take a look at. Um, I'm going to turn to this page here to show you. Um, I need you to consider like your financial flexibility, not only in your personal life, but in your family life, in your um, financial life, as well as your career. So, and we need to look at that across what I call your fourfold being. And that means you from a mental perspective, from a emotional perspective, from a physical perspective, as well as a spiritual perspective. And spiritual just means however you plug into the world in your higher consciousness, your knowing the universe, God, to me, it's all semantics. And so let's just drive down into these seven things that actually will help you to choose financial flexibility that is based on these seven criteria that can help to create more nimble world. So the first one, as you guys have heard me talk about that, I need you to look at your financial past, our financial past being defined as what is it that you are taking current cash that is coming into your checking account today to pay for for all your past choices. So that's your debts, right? Or your outstanding bills that are not current month bills. So they could be backed up medical bills. They could be student loans, car debt, mortgage debt, debt to family members, credit card debt that's rolling. Whatever it is that the money that's coming in the door today that you have to pay for for your past choices. Because when we have those debts, I've never seen people any happier than when they pay off their student loans, when they pay off their car, when they pay off their house. Like there's this freedom that comes from within. And you can be more financially nimble and flexible if you reduce those debts. So when you decide that you don't wanna have the debt levels that you have, then all of a sudden, you wind up being able to be more flexible, meaning that if you have a debt and you owe somebody, that bill is always coming, right? It's coming. Now, if you're done paying off your car, for an example, and you redirect your car payment into a savings account that is only for a new car purchase, because you go to those online savings accounts and you call it your new car fund or your hybrid you know, electric car, or if you want a full electric car, whatever that is for you, name it, claim it. And then when you're done paying the bank, that car payment, you actually make the payment yourself. Now, how you become more flexible is let's just say life happens. And you're like, Whoo, I started taking that 400 bucks the month that I was putting over here. And now I'm putting it into my savings account because I no longer paying the debt off. I have flexibility because if I need to skip a month over here, it's not going to ruin my credit report because it's, I'm, I'm becoming my own bank. So that is number one of how you create more financial flexibility. All right. Number two is time, right? So more flexibility might be that you're negotiating with your employer that, you know what, how does it give you more financial flexibility if you are working 80 hours a week and you just kind of start holding boundaries? So really a big piece of this is holding boundaries on the time that you're working. Are you getting the right exchange rate for the hours that you're working versus the pay that you get? I have someone I love dearly in my life that is literally ruining their health because everybody at the job knows if you just don't do what the employer says when this insurance company wants you to jump, and you're not putting in your 60, 70, 80 hours a week, even though your pay doesn't go up and you don't have any bonuses, then you potentially could lose your job. Now, most people haven't left that job because there's fear that comes up of why they're not losing the job. But maybe what it is, it's about holding boundaries and saying, okay, between this time and this time, I'm not. I had one gentleman where I told him, I said, on Friday, could you just leave your laptop at the office? And I want you to see how much freedom you have over your weekend. And then his wife said to me, he goes, well, he's still at his phone. I'm like, all right, well, can you turn the notifications off on your phone? But it took time to start to create some of that flexibility because really, if you're working that many hours, you highly likely do not love the job that you're in because you're still trying to prove that you're enough or worthy to your employer, which is why you're negotiating yourself away and not getting the pay that you deserve For the amount of hours that you're working so number two in finding more flexibility is starting to hold those boundaries of time and it could even be the fact that i had somebody recently who decided you know what i'm actually going to go take a job saying i'll be your temporary worker while you're trying to find somebody else but i'm only going to go in the office four days a week because i'm going to get time for my commute so i don't have to do that any longer and what does that do? That gives you the space to then actually see what you really desire in life and what you don't desire in life so that you can get into a job that actually makes your heart sing so you get the answers because that brings more money, more bonuses, more contracts to do, and more happiness. So that's another one that gives you financial flexibility, all right? Number three, are you ready? Number three. Ah, oh, I need you to stay and become a bigger adventurist. Meaning, we get old and crotchety and contract and shrink in life when we don't stay going on to the next adventure. How does that have anything to do with financial flexibility? Because... If we're not choosing that next adventure, there's a part of you that keeps dying inside because you're existing and you're not living. And that contraction eventually over years continues to shrink how you get out into the world and it shrinks the money that can actually come to you and flow to you for doing what it is that you love in life. So I need you to continue to put yourself out there and be an incredible adventurist. And just keep going and jumping off those ledges, even though everyone thinks that you're crazy, even though everyone thinks that, ah, well, you know, it just adds this level of excitement that will then be more attractive when you unplug from the world that is in the daily grind, which many people right now are on the crux of, am I going to go back into that world or am I going to choose? Because we got a little sense of freedom from the pandemic, right? We kind of like, ooh, we don't have a commute. Ooh, I don't have to deal with those people I don't like with at the office. Ooh, ooh, like pay attention to those oohs. That's the excitement. It's your body going, hey, go in that direction. Hey, go in that direction. I need you to pay attention to that, all right? So number three is go on the next big adventure. It doesn't mean they have to spend a bunch of money. Going to the next adventure could just be like, hey, I'm calling off sick this week so I can create space in my life to get the next thing done or just to be and to live. You never know. Okay. Number four. Number four. I need you to choose your cash outlays. Really come from a place of choice. I have seen so many people. I'm like, can you just look at where your money goes every month and decide, like, is your heart still aligned with those things? First of all, many of us have automatic charges on our credit card that we used to like, but we don't anymore. So Take a look at those cash outlays of where everything's going. I have someone right now looking at, I'm going to sell my place so that I can go buy a place that I'm going to buy a place with the equity that I have in my current home so that I no longer have a mortgage payment, creating space of about $2,000 a month so that they then have more flexibility to go fund or do other things that really make them tick today which is more experiential things as opposed to the big house, right? With a solid foundation. Because that could be tethering you to a world that you may or may not want to be tethered to any longer, right? So the fourth thing of choosing your financial flexibility is I need you to step into and really actually choose and commit to the cash outlays that resonate with you today. Not where you spent your money yesterday, But today, even if it means you re-swizzle some things, shift things around. All right. Ready for number five? Let's go. Number five. I need you to go into that fourfold body. And the first one is your physical and your emotional state. The fourfold body to create financial flexibility is you need a flexible body to actually have flexible finances. Cause we either work things out or we act it out and we do it through our money, through our health or through our relationships. So I need you to take a look at where in my physical body, like you might be a great runner, you might be a competitive something or other, but if you are not flexible, it's going to bite you in the butt. So whether you do yoga, consider it like financial yoga, right? Like do yoga or stretching, like you gotta get the flow open. Cause remember, we need our chakra system open our nervous system open and in neutrality to get us to a life that we love and to get to that next step, okay? So that's number five. Your body, we need you to do some yoga or stretching, get that physical body flexible, which then creates less lower vibrating emotions, which then leads to number six, which is we need to create some mental space and mental flexibility. How do we do that? I always say that meditation is listening to God in the universe and praying is speaking to God in the universe. So we need to get into this place where we're creating some space in our minds. One of the best meditation teachers that I know, his name is David G David J I. If you're wanting just free, great meditations, David G is amazing. He's been one of my teachers for 20 years and he talks about going into the gap and That creates space in our monkey minds while you're worrying and can't see how it all is going to turn out and the pressure cooker keeps going. Well, you cannot have financial flexibility if you've got worry and fear going on in the mental state, whether that mental state has to do with your money or not. It affects your money because everything is tied and everything is correlated. So this is where in these seven tips, I really want you to go after the four parts of your being your mental, your emotional, your physical, and your spiritual. I need you to address all of those. That's where the seven are coming from. And one of those is meditating. That is a really, really, really great tool. And again, you can do Headspace. I know a lot of my clients use Headspace. I also know, um, you know, you can, um, Panash Desai, another mentor of mine, Um, he does every day at um, 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. Central, Um, he does. It's $33. Get on there. Do it once a week. I do it. It's great. It helps to ground you. So those are some tools and some resources for you to get that monkey mind out of the way. And then, um, the seventh one is something you've probably avoided because you've just mustered up and gone on. And those are the tools that got you to actually Get you to where you're at today because it was in your survival response system and you kind of took those feelings that were coming up and you kind of shoved them down because that's how you survived but that's how you're creating scarcity in your world so i really need you to make sure that you feel your feelings that's number seven as things happen in life you know you might snap at somebody be angry or have voice of rage that's just deep sadness I need you to feel the sadness of whatever that sadness is. I need you to feel that frustration so you can get it over and done with right in that moment to release it so that you can then go up here to love, gratitude, higher vibe, which then attracts more money, attracts better health, attracts more loving relationships. And it affects every part of your world from your family life, your personal life, dating life, career and your finances—they're all correlated. So I hope these seven tips really helped you today. And don't forget, go to juliemurphy.com. I am starting up a group coaching every quarter with a new group of peeps. So if you uh, would like to be a part of that, just go to juliemurphy.com, sign up for my newsletter, and you'll know when the signups are. As well as uh, you can get my book, emotion, uh, actually awaken your book.com. Get my book for free, and my other books are coming in a funnel soon for free as well. I just need you to pay for your own shipping. I hope you guys all the best and namaste and have the greatest day ever. Ciao. Bye.